0: This is your Olympic hero and former WWE Champion, Kurt Angle. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my guys, Clint and Noah. When it comes to covering sports, there is no one better. And believe me, that's true. It's
1: damn true. It's the Granddaddy Law! Welcome to Starcade! From the Starcade
0: Studios in Kansas City, Missouri the pinnacle of hard-hitting sports talk featuring weekly expert analysis and exclusive interviews and now here are your hosts nitro noah groniger and mr electricity clint Schweitzer.
1: you know what i don't care it's five days removed from the showdown kansas state and missouri in columbia missouri and somebody told me that starcade stories and starcade media We're going to have a party in Kansas City tonight. Woo!
0: Yeah, I thought maybe K-State was going to run and hide, and that they did not. Maybe after that uh, 61-yard field goal went in, they ran and hide back to Manhattan because, man, Missouri came out. They were on fire. Staying with K-State that really nobody really thought they could do, and Meavis kicking that 61-yarder or something else. Nobody thought he could do it. Goes through. We've got the best video. Clint took the greatest video. You will see if that field goal out there. Check our social medias because it is a thing of beauty.
1: Oh, from field level, we were there on hand for the college football game possibly of the year so far if not for Colorado and Colorado State maybe <laughs> topping it in two overtimes a few hours later but we talked about it on this very show last week that Eli Drinkwitz and the Missouri Tigers had to seize this opportunity and they were able to do it they're 3-0 and they've got Memphis coming up they've got Vanderbilt coming up if they're 5-0 and in two weeks when LSU comes to town Katie bar the door all bets are off Missouri should be in the top 17 or 18 maybe 15 by then and Missouri could be on its way to a special season If you're watching any of this uh, on on our YouTube presentation, which is available at at our YouTube, Starcade Media, you see I've got the Mizzou jersey on, the old school, the big M, the little azuri And I'm riding high this week, Noah. Maybe it's because the Chiefs put on a defensive performance for the ages against the Jacksonville Jaguars on the heels of the big Missouri victory. And we do feel like the Chiefs offense will get it figured out at some point. If you want a deep dive on that, head over to our Arrowhead Allies show, which is available on YouTube as well where we did a deep dive on the Chiefs-Jaguars game with none other than our special guest, uh, Fox Rules analyst, Dean Blandino. Dean Blandino joined us and talked about Jawan Taylor, some of the problems. We even exercised some demons with Dean, so go check that out. It's just one of those weeks that you really feel like football has really grabbed a hold of your throat and taken your dead, lifeless soul because from here on out, buckle up, dial in. It's football season, which means Concerts, forget about it. Pumpkin patches, we're over it. Haunted houses, maybe later. No, it's football season in Missouri.
0: It absolutely is. I mean, we talked about that game that Missouri had. You mentioned Colorado, Colorado State. Somebody may have bet on that game and needed Colorado to come through. Otherwise, it was to the poorhouse for them. And Colorado did a double overtime. A huge victory there for Deion Sanders and Shadour Sanders. He's kind of keeping himself in the Heisman hunt there. And man, you've talked about it. This is huge. If Missouri can take care of business against Memphis and Vanderbilt, they should, but man, it is Missouri. So you can't count your chickens before they hatch, but they should be five and zero, oh, and that'll be a huge game with LSU coming
1: to town. Taking it to the dome at America center this Saturday, Missouri and Memphis it's at 6 30 PM on ESPNU. Not certainly the game of the week as it was last week as Notre Dame-Ohio State probably assumes that role. Some big games in the Pac-12 with Washington State and Oregon State. I'm looking forward to all of it, Noah. But you know what? This week's podcast, we'll talk about it on the other end. You know we have a big interview this week. We'll get into some more. We'll get into some predictions. We'll talk about college football and the NFL a little bit on the other end. But this is all about nostalgia. It's all about going back to the glory days of our youth because Noah here at Starcade Stories That's what this show's about, is the fundamentals of what make us who we are as individuals, as sports fans, basically as man children. We never moved on. I always say I peaked at 10 years old, and the big reason for that is the show American Gladiators. We're going to be talking to Lori Ice Fetrick on this very show, one of the most famous American Gladiators. You saw the two documentaries that aired over the summer, my favorite being Muscles and Mayhem, that's on Netflix right now. And then you got the ESPN 30 for 30, American Gladiators, Noah. It was a part of the American lexicon. It was pop culture. You had Joe Theismann. You had Larry Zonka. You had the contestants, Malibu, Nitro, Lace, Blaze, Gemini, and Ice herself. Noah, you won't find a bigger fan of American Gladiators than me right here. And we're going to be talking to Lori Fedrick, Ice, and coming right up. But this show meant a lot to both of us. And that's why we're having Lori on this show, Starcade Stories.
0: Absolutely. You talked about Americana, how it was in the culture. It was on The Simpsons. It was in Family Matters. It was on Save by the Bell. It was all over everywhere you looked. Nickelodeon did their spinoff for kids. Nickelodeon guts. And so wherever you looked, it all started with American Gladiators and shows wanting to pull from that and other shows stealing off that. Now it's American Ninja Warrior and games like Wipeout. And I mean, there's Titan, The Rock has his own show that kind of does obstacle courses and stuff. So that's taken from Gladiators. It was everywhere, and I loved it. I loved just everything about that. Just was new and fresh and just spoke to me like wrestling did, like football did. American Gladiators was right there with
1: it. It was. It was like a clash of the titans. It was like everything that you loved about American sports, especially sports like football. And it combined it with the -the over-the-top nature, the jacked-up just larger than life superheroes, like that you saw in professional wrestling or on the big screen or in comic books. That's what American Gladiators meant, man. You remember all the events from Atlas Fear to the Joust to the Eliminator. You talked about cannon the cannonball. love oh, that. Oh man, we'll talk about to Lori Fetrick about the human cannonball and how she hated that one because that's where all the injuries happened. But man, you that you I, I, that show it just it like bottles up everything that I loved about growing up in the, in like the late eighties and early nineties. And it just represented everything that I held dear as a kid and still do, because I always say I peaked at age 10 and I, you know, I was, you know, to be honest with you, I was, I had such a crush on ice, man. I I said, I told a kid and I'm going to tell Lori Fetrick when she's on this show, because she's just an open, awesome individual that I had the biggest crush on ice. A kid asked me, do you have a girlfriend? When I was seven years old and I said, yes, I do. And her name is Ice. Didn't even know her real name. Didn't know that she was uh, gay uh, either. So, hey, it didn't matter. Ice was my girlfriend. And you know what? Maybe she still is. We're going to get into that. Do guys still pursue her? She's still, let's just be honest, Noah. She's a robo babe to this day at age 60. And (laughs) we're going to bring her on and talk about all of it. I can't wait. Do you ever wish you could spend less time planning, shopping, and cooking for the family, and more time with them? From easy time-saving breakfast and family dinners to kid-approved lunches and snacks, HelloFresh has what it takes to keep everyone, including you, happy and satisfied. HelloFresh takes the stress out of mealtime by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door. This fall, skip that extra step to the grocery store and have dinner ready in no time with America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh is more than just dinners. You can also stock up your fridge with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. Just shop HelloFresh Market and add any of these tasty, time-saving solutions to your weekly box. If you know anything about me, you know that I cannot cook a lick. And people make fun of me for this all the time. But with HelloFresh, it gives me a new outlook. It's easy to prepare, the ingredients are fresh, and it's got easy to follow instructions that make even me a gourmet chef, guys. That's how wonderful HelloFresh is and how important it's been for me. And you know, I'm a pretty simple eater. I like my meat and vegetables when it comes to dinner. So the crushed peppercorn steak or the honey glazed pork tenderloin always does the trick for me. So go to hellofresh.com slash 50 starcade and use code 50 starcade for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50StarCade. Use code 50StarCade for 50% off, plus 15% off the next two months of America's number one meal kit. It's HelloFresh. Here on the Starcade Stories podcast this week, none other than Lori Ice Fetrick is joining us. This is real. Lori, how are you? You look wonderful. How's it going? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We are just tremendous. It's again, it's such a pleasure. Before we start, I just got to throw this out here because I have a story to end all American Gladiator stories, and it has to do with you. So okay. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but you, you used to be my girlfriend because, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always a great way to start an interview, right? Well, I exactly. Did I miss something? Well, I mean, I? you know, I- <laughs> you were you were exactly involved at all. It's just a sort of out of the mind of a seven year old. So we'll give me some credit for that. Uh, Seven years old, I'm out on the playground, and a kid came up and asked me, and he said, do you you have a girlfriend? And I said, yes, I do. And her name's Ice. Yes. (laughs) A.K.A. you. So we dated briefly in 1991. I I know you've never heard that before, but.
2: (laughs) I mean, I was 28. I mean, how old were you then?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was like seven. So, you know, know, that's. That's, it. still holds up. I'm still, that's still the mode I'm in. So I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that, had to get that out of the way because you're, uh, in, you just do such tremendous work. Thank you. Uh, Lori, with your podcast, which is Chilling With Ice. And I want to make sure that everybody goes and checks that out. So how's it been going? How's it, how's it been uh, for you to be wow. able to reconnect with so many of the former gladiators and tell the story the way that you've been doing it?
2: Oh my God, it's been amazing. Literally, absolutely amazing across the board. Everybody has had like this, attitude of, oh my God, this is our second act going into life. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Exactly. So it's been, it's been an amazing ride so far and it's only been what, a couple months since it came out. Yeah. So I'm um, expecting a lot more, I think next year in 2024, you know, we'll be doing a lot of more, you know, more meet and greets, more personal appearances, autograph signings, you know, so it's kind of cool.
0: And what all gladiators have you kind of stayed friends with through the years? I think uh, we've got a photo here of you, Dan, Jim, and Steve right there. I mean, we're loving it that you guys still keep in touch and you're doing the podcast, hanging out, having fun, making TikToks.
2: Yeah, it's it's been a blast. Um, I mean, these are the guys here, and I also stay in contact with like Dallas. She's back in Florida when I lived there. We hung out a lot, and then um, I mean, Zap. You know, Zap's up in Tahoe, so it's kind of hard. You know, being that I'm down here in LA, so I mean, overall, we've we've really kept in contact. There's just been a few that has been hard to grab, and you know, kind of keep in contact with. People keep asking me about Turbo. Where's Turbo? We don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> oh well, that's that's concerning. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I
2: mean, you know, I I think that um, I think Nitro was in touch with him because uh, he tried to get him to do the documentary and. He just really didn't want anything to do with it. You know, he's kind of like, I'm done. That was part of my life. Let's move on. So, he's I think he's on some horse ranch somewhere. I don't know
0: yet.
1: That's <laughs> we should all be so lucky, Lori. My goodness. That doesn't sound so bad. Uh Exactly. Now, you talk about this in great length. This uh question I'm about to ask you on your podcast. Uh so, if you want to hear the full story, you got to go check out and download and subscribe to Chilling with Ice, but the weird thing about this is and I felt like kind of a kid in Christmas uh, as summer rolls around and there's not one but there's two American Gladiators documentaries. Now I have my personal favorite of the two, but from your perspective of this, why were there two and why did they occur within weeks of each other? It was crazy.
2: Well, it is kind of crazy how they actually occurred within weeks of each other. Because of the fact the very first one that approached us was um it was ESPN but yet we didn't know it was ESPN at the time. It was just a concept, right? Documentary. You know, so they didn't know where they were going to sell it. They had no idea. So, I mean, basically at that point in time, yes, I do talk about this in great lengths on my on my podcast because sure. I reviewed it and, you know, kind of went that went down the road. But kind of like um small, a smaller version of that is. You know, the creator did his own documentary. He called us all up and said, hey, I'm doing my documentary. It's about me. We were like, who the hell are you? Nobody gives a shit.
1: Thank you. You know, That's my you, review as well. Thank you.
2: Yeah. We know it's going to be about the American Gladiators, you know, um, and so he tried to do the old switch and bait kind of like, you know, hey, it's one of these things to where, yes, they will feature you. And it's like, are you kidding me? Come on, dude. It's about us. <laughs> But because there's so much animosity and kind of, I want to say a little bit of bad blood between the creator and some of the gladiators. And it really came down to the, okay, so are we going to get paid? He's like, no pay. We're like,
1: what the fuck?
2: I mean, that just kind of goes along with the whole 30 years of, you know, so on
1: brand. Yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. And so that's what's one of those things where I just called the gladiators. I gathered them together and that's no secret that it was me. And I just said, you guys, how are you going to feel if you're, and this is funny because I use the scenario of Netflix, but I didn't know we were going to sell it. I said, how would you feel if you're sitting on your couch and all of a sudden this amazing documentary comes up on Netflix and everybody's making a shit ton of money and you can't even pay your mortgage. I said, how are you going to feel? Are you going to be pissed off? What are you going to do? So they're like, Yeah. I was like, don't sign the contract. Don't even think about signing it. We can do the sizzle reel, meaning we'll do the five minute sizzle reel so you guys can go out and sell it. But other than that, no. So that went out. They did it. We didn't do it. And in that time, Netflix contacted us, which was Nitro got that together and um, contacted us and said, hey, we're doing a documentary and we're going to pay you.
1: We're like, sweet. Patience paid off in that case. No question about it.
2: Kind of the That's kind of the short version of the long. Exactly, you got to year kind of thing. You got to
1: buy the book if you want the full story. It's on I chilling with ice, done. and it's yeah. a great story. And I agree that I because the first with the the ESPN one came out, and I'm like, this is really cool. I love American Gladiators so much, and this is amazing. But I'm like, wait, I don't really care about this creator, this Elvis impersonator guy. Like, why am I into the weeds on this? They're bringing in people that might've had the concept of coal miner from West Virginia or something. I'm like, I just want to see ice kick somebody's ass, like on the, on the joust. Like what, am, what am I watching here? So. yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And that's really what it is. And it's funny because
2: for the ones that didn't do the show, like I watched it and I wasn't in it, but yet I was in it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and I was like, all right, that's cool.
1: More name, image, and likeness infringement. It's okay. You're used to it. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> But well, yeah, it was it, a
0: documentary, I, Muscles in Mayhem. I mean, I want to talk about a little bit. They went into a story about the director of American Gladiators, Bob Levy, and some <laughs> of his parties that he had up at his house. I want to get, can you give us a little bit more on that? Because they sounded crazy, interesting, maybe not my cup of tea, but I still want to know.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, it, it sounds like the typical Hollywood party, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, girls and booze and parties and the Hollywood heels. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they have this image of people running around the house naked and jumping in the pool. Um, maybe a little of that.
1: Okay, good. Thank you.
2: <laughs> but I mean, he only had him like once a year, you know, oh, so man. it was like the legendary party. Um, it was a lot of fun. Bob's a freak, as you know, from yeah. just watching the documentary. He's a freak. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and we pass yeah. no judgment on these things, uh, and that's what I think. My, you know, and you, you've been asked about this before already. You know, you've been on a lot of shows and done a lot of press about the documentary and talking about your podcast. But the story of you kind of stealing the uh, the the young lady away from <laughs> from the men on the doc is is my favorite story, and it just it, it hits close to home. And some, but my question to that is, you know, you're an open person, you're fun, you're um, you're gay. So it. Do I you am. Have, do oh you, shit. <laughs> you, find- you outed you out her. Oh my God, you just get thanks. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I told I told Noah before. I was like, I'm gonna ask this, and like, it's just not gonna come across well. I'm not good with these kind of questions. So it- <laughs> busted. I'm <did> but- <laughs> With that being the case, like, do you find that in the in the reverse of this, like, that men that tried to pursue you once they found out that it was like a challenge for men, or did they? mostly just back off like, I can't, I'm done. I'm out. Like, how was that dynamic for you?
2: It's really, it's really an interesting thing that you bring this up because I'm getting a lot of messages from, you know, different (laughs) guys
1: on my social media
2: going, so you're saying there's no chance, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, And it's funny because of the fact that I love my boys. I love men. And it's so funny, because I'm just not that typical stereotype gay lesbian woman. I'm not I've never been. I love my boys. I dated all through high school. It's just that I actually connect a little bit more with my girls. Hey. Other than that, I mean, you know, it's, it's not that I'm saying, you know, it's like this. Kind of that, oh, okay, well, you know, she's she's available for anyone, you know, kind of thing. I mean, I just, I connect a little bit more with women on that level. But I mean, that's why it's like the guys and they're, and you say, was it a challenge? Do they make it a challenge? I'm sorry, you guys are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so easy. And maybe no. that's where there's just not a lot of challenge to that. I mean, and that sounds really bad.
0: Like if you wanted it, you'd have it. if you wanted it, you'd have it.
2: Exactly. Um, it's so funny. They're so sweet. A lot of the guys are so sweet. You know, some of them get a little challenge, but to, to be quite honest with you back in the day when I was bodybuilding and I was doing the show and everything because I was so muscular and everything, a lot of guys found me very intimidating.
1: Sure. There's that too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so I always said at that point in time, look, if you're super secure with your masculinity, you're going to be secure with me. you know. And even back then, those were some of the guys maybe I went out with. I went out to dinner. I went out on a date with. They had to be super secure with themselves because yeah, I was muscular and it was very intimidating to them. So maybe that was the little challenge. Not quite
1: sure. I, I'm glad that, it, that it's still persisting here in 2023. And partly because let's face it, Lori, you haven't aged one day since filming ended you look amazing at least so five days
2: i've i've aged at least five
1: <laughs> i don't know i i, I mean and so if, at any point in your life when you're you're doing this show and you're, you're 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 part of americana at the at this point in pop culture but at that point did you think this is just going to be a time period in my life and that someday that'll just pass like did you ever see yourself here off into the distant future just talking about it you're reveling in it and really just still having that camaraderie with your fellow castmates.
2: Honestly, if you would have told me this 30, 35 years ago, I'd have said absolutely no way. I mean, we had no idea how this was going to pan out. We had no idea how big the show was going to be. I mean, just going on it and getting the job. I thought it, maybe it was going to last maybe a year or two, to be honest with you. And then I was going to probably continue to pursue my bodybuilding career and go into the pros and, you know, kind of endorse products and have that whole thing. Um, And so that's kind of where I thought I was going. So when it lasted longer than a year or two years, and then it started building and it kept building and kept building, that's where it's like, I mean, the day that I said that on the documentary, when I was just like, holy shit, we're famous. It was just like, "I still, holy shit, we got really famous, (laughs) you know? Um, So no, I didn't have any idea that this is exactly where the the path was going to lead. And then maybe, you know, 20, 30 years later, all of a sudden it's like, now I have my own podcast, you know, and, you know, chilling with ice and having some fun and going out there and holding that, you know, that camaraderie and that friendship with all the other gladiators. I I couldn't tell you, I'd be like, no way. I had no idea this was going to happen. You know, especially a documentary. Are you kidding? A documentary came out of it.
1: Two, two of them. One, <laughs> one weird one, but hey, know, right. <laughs> at least you got what one real really good
2: count?
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> or you guys had some knockoffs, like today we see Ninja Warrior. But even back then, during that time, you had a knockoff. But it was kind of Ultimate or American Gladiators for kids in Nickelodeon. Guts, you guys had the pyramid. They had the aggro Crag. Were you guys aware of that? That this was going on? That they're kind of stealing what you're doing. But it's great because it gets these kids involved.
2: I, I actually didn't know about the Nickelodeon guts. I mean, obviously I knew about the gladiator 2000 show and that was our version of the kids show, you know, but the the guts version, I didn't know, but there were, you're right, there were so many knockoffs going on. I mean, Knights and Warriors came after us, right? Yes. And then um, there was another one that came after Knights and Warriors and I can't even remember what it was, but it's like, I mean, even to this day, American Ninja Warrior. I mean, that's just one big, huge eliminator. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, it's awesome, but they don't have the gladiators in there as obstacles, <laughs> you
1: know,
2: um, yeah. but there's a lot of knockoffs.
1: Yeah. Including the Hulk Hogan version of American gladiators. And I'm the huge Hulk Hogan fan. And that's kind of what drew me because I grew up a huge sports fan. I, and also professional wrestling. So to me, when American gladiators came out, it was just like, it all exploded into one pop culture phenomenon for me. It yeah. was, this is Pro wrestlers, but it's they're playing sports, and this is physical specimen. And I was just always drawn to over the top, yeah, comic book people. And because yeah. I'm not one myself, I'm just some guy. So Your alter ego, <laughs> you know. Yes, I guess so. I, I never was really into to like superheroes and stuff, but you guys were like superheroes to me. So for so many people, that became like our people's outlet to see you guys perform, and especially in those kind of that physical type games, that just all-encompassing, you know, so you influence so many people that are into those kind of, uh, kind of situations. You guys, did you have a favorite event that you thought you were best at?
2: Um, I would say definitely Powerball. I mean, Powerball was my event. I got to tackle, I got to push, I got to do whatever I wanted in that event. And so that was my favorite event of
1: all time. A lot of Um, injuries came from that one too.
2: Yeah. A lot of torn ACLs, a lot of, you know, I, Really, it came down to the like, like the knees. You're absolutely right. The the ACLs and stuff like that. But the least favorite, as everybody knows now after watching the documentary, yeah. is the human cannonball. Yeah. You know, that one was just Malibu too. Malibu too, <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's one of the it's one of the games that you just we as gladiators we played, you know, when we first saw it, it was like, are you kidding me? you're gonna make wait hold on you do this as a producer first you tell me how it feels to be kicked off of that thing and then we'll do it after that you know but they they never tried any of these these games they just thought it looked visually cool now let's put a gladiator up there and see how it works you know we're all guinea pigs to a lot of these games
0: yeah and you guys talked about in the documentary kind of the money you made 500 dollars a show and you weren't going to get paid for this weird documentary, the ESPN one, but you guys kind of banded together. At least four of you went and you tried to get a raise from Sam Goldwyn and it didn't work out. He fired all of you, but then you had a chance to come back. I want to kind of get into your mindset on standing on principle. I'm not coming back versus I'm going to let that go. This is something I love. I enjoy. I want to be back in and I'm going to go back and be a part of it.
2: Well, it's, it's interesting because of the fact that At that time, if I would have known, okay, so there was, there was probably about four to five of us in the very beginning that we were going to hold out. And I was very adamant about we need the whole team, you know, because it's power in numbers. I mean, it's just, that's just common sense, power in numbers. But then what happened is gladiator by gladiator, they started like falling off, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. And so by the time we got down to the nitty gritty of it, there was like, Honestly, three of us, you know, because Ray Hollett backed out, you know, Zap backed out, Laser backed out, all these players backed out, Tower backed out. And I think that if I would have been hindsight's a bitch, okay, and we all know that. And it's like, if I would have known that it was down to three, I'd have dipped. I'll Mm -hmm. be honest, I'd have dipped out because of the fact that I knew that we didn't have the numbers to go in and really stand our ground. And so when they actually fired us and let us go, I was, I was, I was shocked. You know, I was devastated. I was like, I was like in a, it was almost like in a dream, you know, when something happens, you're just like, did that really happen? You know, it's like, there's no way. And then all of a sudden you go, how could I have prevented that? Well, I just didn't know there was only three of us at the end of it because I wasn't kept in the loop and it was happening so fast. So going back. I probably would have dipped myself if I'd have known all of those. But now it's the same thing. It's like, you know, the Friends cast, they held out, they got their money, but it's like they didn't have a bunch of, can I say this, pussy players, you know, that said, oh, no, I'm not going to do this. You know, they don't understand. It's like they didn't know their self-worth. And that's really what it comes down to is what is your self-worth when you're going into a negotiation like this? You can hold your ground, but man, we need the entire team. You guys, if we have the entire team, we can do this and we could have pulled it off, but they all pussied out and they just said, no, 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 you know, kind of thing. So it kind of sucked. Well,
1: yeah. well, I always feel like that if you were so expendable and replaceable and we could just throw anybody into an American gladiators costume, then why didn't they do that for the tour when they were already bleeding money and to have to bring you guys around, you were injured, you're beat up had to be replaced some nights anyway. So why not just say, guys, take your time off for the, for the year. We'll see you back when filming starts. We're going to go do it with these people. Yeah. and,
2: And for, for David Fishoff, the David Fishoff was the, the gentleman who pulled together the tour and he's the one who said, well, you know, when Mickey gets hurt, they'll just throw another schmuck in the uniform and they'll put him out there. Well, he's such an asshole because of the fact that no, we're not all schmucks putting into a uniform You know, you don't put a headset on us. You know, we are the persona. We are that character. And these are the characters that people were gravitating towards. You know, so people went to the tours to see their favorite gladiator. They went to see the show to watch their favorite gladiators. They turned on the television to watch their favorite gladiators. So his statement was such bullshit that you're absolutely right. If it were going to work, then why didn't they do that all along? You know, because they Mm -hmm. knew that it wasn't going to work. And for him to say that, you just wanted to like pop in the back of the head and go, no, that's not the way it works, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is, it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things when you look back on it, and you're just like, you, there's things you want to change and things you couldn't change. You Laurie. know, you just have to accept it.
0: Like you had to accept kissing nitro on Ellen. <laughs> what, do you want to do? what a great <laughs> transition. See, this is no, what, I, we've been no, doing this a no, while, Lori. When you wanted to rewrite in that you kissed Ellen instead of Nitro, how hard did you fight for that? Was that ever? A okay.
2: Well, you know, Ellen wasn't out at that time.
1: True. I think out. I'd rather kiss Nitro.
2: <laughs> you know, at that point in time, yeah, yeah, it's like I don't know. She had just kind of like hit the scene, and she was cute. She was cute. It's not. I'm not going to say she was so super hot. No. What I I if <laughs> I don't know? What if I would have rather kissed her or Nitro? I mean, Nitro was kind of, it was, it was an interesting kiss. Let's put it that way. I'm like, get your tongue out of my mouth. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope you still bring that up. Cause Dan yeah. was the one on there saying like, I was always so super professional. I didn't try to date anybody except maybe zap and maybe a couple of, I don't know. Yeah, right? right? And then he started going down the list. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you got to try, like I said, uh, it's a challenge, right? So yeah. um, we, we, I don't know if you realize this, but Joe Rogan and on his podcast talked a little bit about, uh, I, I believe he was talking about the first documentary when it came out. But uh, I got a little video here. I'm going to just play this clip and. Wait a minute! Wait a minute!
2: Are you? T- wait! 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 I didn't. I didn't know this. Joe Rogan was talking about our documentary.
1: He did, and, and, oh, and
2: wouldn't even let me on his document. He wouldn't let me on his podcast. I wanted to be on his podcast.
1: Okay, well, he's talking to Theo Vaughn, who's one of my least favorite comedians, if that's what he is in the world. But th- here's a clip for you, and you can All kind right. of use this, and we'll we'll come back on the other end and get your thoughts.
0: All right. The other thing I saw last night, the American Gladiators documentary, started on ESPN, mm-hmm. and because this guy who is. Uh, credited as the creator, I think uh-huh. he's not very forthcoming and honest with everything. So he made a good documentary about it and not all the gladiators would come talk about it. Mm. They were making $25,000 for 52 episodes. There was 13 million viewers. I think at one point per show, of shit. one of the guys who's a big one to show how bad he is right now. He's walking around. He can't feel half of his limbs, seven yeah. discs. Oh my God. Remember they have the names. Like it was like fierce and yeah. Like river. Yeah. The ice cube. Yeah thunder thunder now it's
1: like uh barnacle. lethargy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have, like they're all like in wheelchair theo Vaughn's comedy notwithstanding i mean joe rogan did call you i think ice sickle or something he knows
2: exactly who i am he called me ice cube because i have a very good friend who works for him and he's his manager over at the uh at the comedy club and i was like dude he's like oh my god i gotta get joe to get you on his show And all of a sudden he's, just and and it could have been the way that he approached it. I don't know, but he came back. He's like, yeah, Joe's kind of moved on to different things, you know? So he's not really interested. And I was like,
1: (laughs) that just makes, I mean, don't worry, Lori. you're always welcome here with us at Starcade stories. Don't you worry? I mean, you know, we didn't sign a billion dollar deal with Spotify yet. um, But if we do, you can co-host with us and we will cut you in. I'm like. Most I'm so there you. Okay. I'm so there. But there we go.
2: I mean, it's so funny because they talked about the ESPN documentary, but the funny, they should have talked about the muscles of mayhem. I
1: think that maybe hadn't come out yet when they talked about that. I think it was like right in between, like it was like maybe. a June first. Yeah. Anyway, that was the clip that. Oh, okay, I so if that was
2: a clip that. Yeah, if that was June first, that clip was. Yeah, we didn't come out until like June the twentieth. Right. So, so okay. In, in All right. Time. I'll let him go then. I'll let him go. That's fine. Whatever.
1: I, I'm still not a Theo Vaughn fan. I can't believe that guy's famous in any way, shape or form. He's not funny. I'm sorry. That was. <laughs> and that has. Been I, I haven't seen him. a lot of his
2: comedy, so I can't even comment.
1: <laughs> That's all you needed right there.
2: Okay. <laughs> so wait, tell me about your Macho Man shirt you have on.
1: Oh man. So I, you know. This just go- I, I've never moved on. I got to be honest. I'm a, I am i believe that the pop culture from the 80s and the 90s, it lives on today. What we do here at Starcade Stories, we're, you know, 39 years old, almost 40. So that time period to grow up in the 80s and the early 90s, I believe, was the best in American history yeah, yeah. of all the pop culture you had, the music, the the sports, the movies, the hair, the stock, everything about it. And so we live it to this day. So that's kind of where, where that is.
2: I love that. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's like, it is. It is literally the best time that we've ever had.
1: Yes. And like, now it's
2: like, what the hell are we doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I know when I talk about it all the time, like we feel sorry for kids today that, I mean, we talk about all the, all the cartoons we watched, all the things that we had as children and Scooby-Doo and Muppet babies and
2: uh, Jim
1: and all the, and didn't they
2: cancel a lot of the cartoons because apparently they were too violent. <laughs> yeah.
1: We were exposed to violence, uh, yes. you know, Lori, and that made us better people. I, I I knew fact from fiction when I was two years old. I watched Jason and Freddie and I was better for it. Now we're sheltering. We there's all these weird kids. Just they don't know what they're missing, and I guess that makes me an old get off my lawn, yell at a cloud person, right?
2: Right? It's like, oh my god, I'm going to become like my parents with I'm a big old it. get off my. I'm oh, so <laughs> you say that. I can't believe that because that's exactly what I used to say. I'm going to sit in my rocking chair on my front porch with all these little kids running around going, get the fuck off my
1: yard. (laughs) (laughs) See, these are why we live in these times, Lori, because the times we live in now, man, it's confusing. It's weird. And I don't know. There's times where I'm like, what? I don't even know if there's a place for me. You get a trophy
2: and you get a trophy and you get a trophy and you get a trophy. and We all get participation trophies. And who cares who's first or second? Dude, that competition is what builds character, that competition and wanting to become first. You know, I love the old saying, if you're not first, you're last, but it's, (laughs) but it's like, what the hell's going on? It's like, no, you've got to strive. You got to compete. You got to have that fire in your stomach. But now it's like, oh, well, I'll just go out and try it.
1: Well, what sports did you grow up playing?
2: Oh God, I grew up playing. I, I played softball from the time I was in fourth grade. I mean, I was throwing a ball and hitting a ball, so I played every single year softball all the way up until um, I got out of high school, started playing college my first year, and then I played travel ball after that, but it was softball, volleyball, basketball, I was a snowboarder, I skied, uh, wakeboarding, you name it, show me how to do it once, and I'm there, you know, kind of thing. Amazing. Are you a sports
0: fan? Do you have teams that you follow, or are you just like, no, I want to get out there and do it myself?
2: Um, when it comes to football, I mean, everybody's going to go, boo, I don't care. I'm a big Steeler fan.
0: Oh, no, I can respect that. We love I mean, George Pickens at wide receiver. Chiefs should have taken it.
2: And that was kind of through, you know how it's like, I don't know if you guys, it, it's kind of like through a relationship, a relationship kind of like team. I've never been, I've never been an LA Rams fan. I've never been an Oakland Raiders fan. You know, I should be coming from California, I'm just not. And I was I was in a relationship and it was all about the Steelers and it was so much fun, you know. And then when I was in Florida, I got into the Gators because, you know, you're in Florida, you know, Um, baseball. I'm not really too much of a baseball. I'm I'm a big football fan. You know, I I love my Sunday football. It's a blast. And I worked with a lot of I think the other thing is, is I worked with a lot of football players when I was actually doing Gladiators. A lot of us had the same representation. Um, believe it or not, Howie Long, Bob Golick, all these mm. different, you know. I mean, we had the same agent. So we would go out and do a lot of the same appearances. You know, so, I mean, we were always doing appearances. Jose Canseco. And, I mean, I'm really dating myself. But, you know. Um, these are the people we
1: love. It's good. You love Bob Steve Golick. Garvey.
2: Yeah, Steve Garvey. You know, I mean, it's like all these different players that I would do personal appearances with. I got to know and they were awesome and we'd all hang out so that was that was a good time so i'm a big sports fan yeah
0: i think joe theismann was an announcer on american gliders maybe before before you got there but. Yeah,
2: he was he was he was there before me
0: mm-hmm.
2: exactly i think he did one season larry zonko is just the shit. he was yeah. just amazing he would walk around the back of the set by the way in his boxer shorts and his cowboy boots <laughs> you know and they need to have his like his his sports jacket on because like he just came out of makeup or something. And I'm like, um, I think maybe you might be
1: missing your pants, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> maybe not. Maybe that's something they're coming up with. Maybe that's exactly. a Colorado thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I want to ask you about so the hard. women, because the women on the show, you guys, it seems like had a special camaraderie. And I, you know, we saw that in the documentary and just to see what you guys did for empowering women because women had never really been portrayed this way in in any way, shape or form. I mean, many high schools didn't even have women's programs yet. There was no title IX. Do you feel like that you, and a lot of the ladies on this show, I mean, gosh, zap lace and uh, blaze, so many great ones that were on there that, that paved the way for women to become so empowered.
2: I think we were part of the movement. 100%. We were, we were part of that movement and i mean especially today i'm i'm hearing now like oh my god thank you so much you you gave me the strength and you you gave me the the okay to be strong and to be muscular and to be in shape and to have you know fitness part of my life i'm hearing all that now i mean we didn't hear it back then because we were in the moment you know what i'm saying mm. and so but now it's like throughout the years you're constantly i'm constantly hearing from different people men women believe it or not all you know, across the board, we did pave the way, but I, I can't say we did it alone. We didn't do. It. I mean, this was it was like a con, you know a big huge collaboration of of all women in that area. But you're right, there wasn't like the the we. How do I even say this? We were like one of a kind out there. Yeah, you know? and it's something that they nobody really ever saw. So either we got judged really hard, like oh my god, why do they want to look like men? Why do they want to have muscle? I don't know. Why do you want to be fat?
1: You know, (laughs) (laughs) nobody ever asked that question.
2: (laughs) Exactly. You know, it just kind of blows my mind how there's that, that weird stigma, of, you know, the women looking a little too muscular, but yet it's okay for you to be obese. It doesn't make sense for me. I don't under, and it's hard for me to go there, but yeah, it's kind of like, you know, so many women just, Looked at that stage of our lives and go, thank God you did that. You gave us the strength, you gave us the okay to be ourselves, to be authentic, to be empowered, you know, as far as a female role model. And I think we were lacking that at that moment in time. And it's just evolved over the years and gotten better and better and better. I think we've kind of maybe crossed the line a little bit somewhere. Oh,
1: yeah, there's that.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I know exactly. There, there's that. But yeah, it was, um, it was so, it was so cool to be part of that. You know, we were, it was, just, it was a movement. We were, you know, it was super cool to be part of that. And, and here's something interesting that I'll, I'll never forget because before I was on American Gladiators, now this is going to tell you the, the stigma of let's say a celebrity status. Okay. Meaning this, When I was bodybuilding, I was the exact same size because it was before, you know, going on gladiators because I was getting ready for nationals. And I was, I was big. I got to admit, I look back and go, holy shit, you know, I was, I was pretty yoked. But I would hear comments, you know, from people behind me walking in the mall, like, why does she want to look like a man? And oh my God, she's so muscular. And it's just, ooh, I don't know. And just comments, you know, just judge, judge, judge. Three months later, I'm a gladiator. I'm on television. And now it's okay.
1: Now (laughs) Celebrated. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, Oh my God, there's ice and she looks amazing. You know, it wasn't, she looks like a man. It's, Oh my God, she looks amazing. And look how fit she is. And it just kind of like, you know, it, it opened my eyes to how people perceive people and who they are. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. Well now I'm a celebrity. Now it's okay. But if I was just down here and I was just this little bodybuilder, you're going to judge the shit out of me. So Mm. it's just kind of odd how, you know, people just, how people are. So
0: perspective behind it, like, oh, she's on TV now that that makes it okay. Now I get why she's doing it. Like, yeah,
2: it's like, oh, I guess the people who brought her on television said that it was okay. Okay. Well now I'll think that it's okay. You know, it's just like anything else. Somebody told me a long time ago, it's like, if you tell people that the sky is purple enough they're going to go, oh my God, it is purple. It's kind of cool. You know, it's I like, see. so you, you tell people enough that it, something's okay, even though maybe they don't feel it's okay, pretty soon, they're going to start believing it's okay. So I don't know. It, it's just, you know, when it comes to the female fitness role, the, the whole female fitness part of that and coming through gladiators, I just saw a side of people that just kind of blew my mind.
1: Yeah, there was a lot. Um, and, you know, I just think that, what you were a part of that we should celebrate it. We should celebrate all that American gladiators did for us. And uh, all the, I, I got to get that act, that ice action figure, by the way, that's mint on card. I bet that's, I just looked that up. That's going for one twenty-five on eBay. No, yeah, I, ha- okay. I have
2: to have that. Oh my I, God. I should have bought a shit ton of them and started selling them.
1: <laughs> you know, look at that. Like that. I don't think it quite did you justice. Those were like, those were like three inch figures. We, I mean, you guys were like, Nice larger spot. than life comic book characters yeah. and should have given you a little bit more there but just a part of the american lexicon you saw it portrayed in say by the bell there was a mm-hmm. moment where mr Belding is in a joust and gets knocked off there by kelly kapowski he was on the simpsons family it was matters yeah family matters had the i mean it was yeah. the american it was and to me what i love about it and i love this country i love america i love all the possibilities it is uniquely americana American yes. Gladiators is, and it still exists to this day, and we always have that. And yes. God bless you all for being a part of it. That's what I, that's my takeaway from all this. <laughs> the sunshine pumping never ends here.
2: <laughs> it was, yeah, to be part of that, you know, it's kind of like hot apple pie and Chevrolet, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's the Americana, it's, the, it's living the dream, you know? Um, yeah, to be part of something that was that big and to have a family type atmosphere. It was just the most amazing ride. And so now it's kind of like we're looking at it in the same light. You know, now it's like, okay, we have a second act. We have what are we doing? Let's let's really enjoy this ride now. You know, so we're going out and you know, trying to do more and more personal appearances, Great. meet and greets. It's interesting because our documentary came out at a very weird time of the year. It came out in June. So if you think about it, all these Comic Cons, all these toy shows, all these different things. They've already booked everybody for the entire year, most of them. So I think 2024, you're going to see a lot more of us out there. Um, I know I have an appearance coming up in New York and then uh, Maryland and Florida this year. And then we'll see what happens for next year.
1: Oh, Amazing. That's true. Yeah. I didn't think about the uh, the timing and how the, the cons, especially like San Diego Comic-Con, there's so many big ones out where you are, oh, yeah. where, where we got to see you guys on display and people are going to want to come meet you and kind of do this whole thing all over again, maybe go on tour. The craziness does not need to stop, Lori. And I just, again, before we let you go, you've been so generous with your time. This has been just tremendous and I want to make sure everybody has all your info here and where to subscribe to the podcast which is on YouTube or you can get it anywhere you get your podcast and uh, the website's chillin with ice.com and you can follow you on on TikTok, Instagram, lori.ice.fetrick it's all there. Please go do it. It's entertaining, it's a thrill ride and just to have you talking Thank about you these God. things, doing such a great job. It's uh, truly meaningful. It takes me back and to be able to come full circle and have you on our show. Means the world, Lori. Thank you. Sure and actually, that. you
2: know what? You can more people can find me also on Lauriefetrick.com. My own website it has everything. It points everything everywhere. I have a store. It's called Ice T-shirts. It's kind of fun. Photos, t-shirts, hats. You name it.
1: So I need one of those cut up like this one, and you'll.
2: There you go. There
1: I mean, I don't know if this is quite what you had had in mind for like a model for a shirt like that, but I—I mean,
2: dude, you look amazing.
1: I I, uh, man, when you get to be almost forty, like you got to try something. Like I had to stop eating Swiss cake rolls at some. You're
2: a baby still. (laughs) Well, amazing.
1: (sighs) Thanks. It's a it's a rough go of it here uh, sometimes, but hey, you know we as. We just like to keep things in perspective. Starcade Stories is all about that and and to tell the stories of those that help pave the way for us because we do this show, we do a podcast. Lori, let me just tell you this. Those that can't do, talk or they try to talk and that's no N I I to a T. You know, we're, we couldn't play in the NFL. We couldn't be American Gladiators or pro wrestlers or musicians. I'm not Eddie Van Halen, but I guess I we all find our path, right?
2: <laughs> absolutely. And you guys have an amazing podcast. Oh. I absolutely love it.
1: Thank you so much. Very it's been a, it's been a true honor. And thank you so much. And we'll, uh, we'll have to follow up. And if you're ever in our neck of the woods here in Kansas city, we'll bring you to a chief's game to go see Patrick Mahomes. And then you we'll know uh, I'll be there. You know, I'll be there. We'll, we'll see if we can convert you over from the Steelers. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Lori. Thanks, we appreciate guys. you. Absolutely. Right. Take care. You know, we could bring Tiffany Amber Thiessen on this show. We could bring Alyssa Milana on, any of the number of crushes I had as a kid. Christina Applegate, you know what? Throw it out the window, because you just heard it right there. One of my favorite interviews we've done in a long time. Lori Fetrick, Ice from American Gladiators. Noah, that was special. That was amazing. It was over the top. It's what we do here at Starcade Stories. You don't settle in here for an interview of boredom and paint by numbers. Not here, buddy.
0: No, it's great to see her podcast, Chilling with Ice, and how she's kind of remained friends with a lot of the people on the show, the Nitros and Lasers and Towers, and I mean, it is great to see that they've kind of kept that family, maybe not all of them, but there's a good kind of group of them that still remain close, and uh, maybe she's got a little thing with Nitro as far as calling him out in the documentary, because he said he was very professional and didn't go after any of the other gladiators. And then immediately started telling a story about how he was going after sky. And they had this date and it didn't go well.
1: I, I would have went after ice all day. I don't care. They, they, they <laughs> you were, you've seen the documentary. You see the part where the guys are going after this girl, they're on tour and ice is like, you know what? I know I got a gaydar. I'm going after it. I want it. She gets the girl, the guys go home and take cold showers. And that's the story of the entire documentary If the four part, uh, or five-part series, I think, that was Muscles and Mayhem. Go watch it on Netflix and go check out, you mentioned it, Chilling with Ice, Lori's, uh, docu- Lori's podcast, which is tremendous. It really takes you back, puts you into the uh, elements and, and tells you all the great stories about American Gladiators. And, I mean, this is a show, Noah, that aired from 1989 to 1996. It had tremendous ratings you know, some of the commentators at times you had Joe uh, Theismann, our good friend, Larry Zonka, Brand Tarkenton. It, It put you into this mode of, you know, and I think that was the purpose of the show is the ancient Roman gladiators. It was a throwback to those individuals that stand out in this world. The top one percenters, the top athletes going against the average Joe that wanted to get in there and compete. And it was art at its finest. It was sport. It was comic book. It was silver screen. It was professional wrestling. It was soap opera, all of that wrapped into one. And it, I miss it so.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the commentators, and I think they were like, okay, this is a real contest. We're having the Joe Theismans out here, the Larry Zonkas. This isn't, we're not playing around here. This isn't people you've never heard of. This is the real people that you've heard call games before. And this is a real contest. And they are really getting hurt out there and putting their. Kind of lives and bodies on the line, especially as she talked about with human cannonball, the injuries that came from that are just
1: massive. Okay, Noah, before we get out of here on Starcade Stories, because we do cover national topics here, we cover the National Football League, we cover the SEC, college football, and American Gladiators. You know what? Because on this show, we do what we want. We talk to those people that had impacts on our lives, and whether that be current or former players, whether that be... You know, people that were in these wonderful shows like American Gladiators, we do it all. Starcade Stories is all encompassing, and we're so glad to, to have you. And we want to thank HelloFresh, you know, once again for uh, sponsoring today's show. Please go to hellofresh.com/slash/50starcade where you can get 50% off your first box. Noah, you and I, horrible when it comes anything to do with food. We're picky eaters. We can't cook our way out of a paper bag. If you don't like our cooking, you should try our cereal. HelloFresh makes it easy, even for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can't handle it, so I need someone else to handle it for me. And that's where HelloFresh comes in, hellofresh.com slash 50 starcade So that's what we need because we can't handle it. And plus, it's just a healthier, better option than anything that I can take care of myself. And so they take care of me in a number of facets feeding me, getting something healthy in me. So everybody needs HelloFresh in their life.
1: There was no script there, folks. That was from the heart. That's what it's all about. And HelloFresh is proud to present our final topics here, which is the National Football League. And no one, as we look at it, coming into this week, we know the Chiefs are one and one You know you got the Bears coming to town. And you know that they're in a little bit of a hot water. Justin Fields has basically said he's a robot out there and that uh, it's all coaching and he doesn't feel like he can be himself. The Bears are a mess, maybe the biggest mess in pro sports. Uh, Their defensive coordinator is um, no more. We can't say anything more legally about that. Just Google Bears defensive coordinator. We won't even use the name right now because we're not sure if Chris Hansen is going to be showing up in the near future. But to me, the biggest game of the week, no, and you can just stop me if you think I'm wrong. I call it the crossroads game. A battle of 0-2 teams. Vikings, Chargers, one of those two is going home and they're going to be up against it to get back in the playoff race, to do anything with this season. And both teams were playoff teams from a year ago, had high promise. The Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins has statistically had a good start to the season as has Justin Herbert, because that's what he does. It's Phillip rivers all over again, but neither team has a win to start the year. It's chargers and Vikings. That's my game of the week. And I'm looking out for it. The loser is in a heap of trouble. Yeah, and
0: I don't, this one's a tough one to call. I mean, neither one of them can really run the ball very effectively. Obviously, the Chargers have been, at least last week, were without Austin Eckler. I don't know his status as of yet. Uh, as we kind of move through the week, we'll learn more about that. But uh, the Vikings just traded uh, for Cam Akers from the Rams because they're not happy with their running back, Alexander Madison. They're not able to run the ball at all. Both of these teams have really poor defenses, which it doesn't make sense because the Vikings should. They spend no money on that side of the ball but the Chargers do. That's where like almost all their money is. Uh, Yes, they got money in Justin Herbert. Finally, he's off that rookie deal. Yes, they have some money at receiver, but other than that, they spend a lot of money on Joey Bosa, JC Jackson, and Khalil Mack, and Derwin James, and they are not producing at all, and Brandon Staley's a defensive guy. That's why they brought him in, so this spells doom and gloom for Brandon Staley. You hear it in his press conferences. How do you think we feel? He's snapping at media members, so It is not going well. So this is a tough one. This is a toss-up. I want to say the Chargers are more desperate, but they're also more like pressing the panic button, and that can backfire on you. So this is a 50-50. I don't know who's going to win, but you're right, man. Whoever loses is in a heap of trouble.
1: Who would have seen it coming? The Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, how we loathe the... Every year, you put your poor media through it. They got to get on Twitter. They got to get on all the national shows and they've got to say, this is the year the chargers are going to win the AFC West. Not so fast because the chargers have an uphill climb. They can get back in it. It's not impossible. There's no doubt about it. The chiefs are just one and one themselves, but the chiefs schedule, Noah it's shaping up. You got the bears coming in the Aaron rodgers list jets out in New York city, the Vikings. We just talked about Broncos chargers, Broncos, all of those.
0: Oh, and two, like, Bring it on.
1: It's on. This football season, I'll tell you what, it's off to such an entertaining start. And I've been on record as saying, you know, college football over the last couple of years, when it comes to the transfer portal and, and the and NIL and all these things that have, I think, distanced some people from the college football product in some ways. Yeah. I think this year, it's back. I think Deion Sanders being at Colorado is a big part of that. And I think that some unexpected Things happening like Alabama losing to Texas, and then almost not looking very good against uh, the p- opponent they had. UC uh, USF last week. It's not as predictable. We don't know what's going to happen out there. College football is back, and I think has been as entertaining as ever. And maybe that's because there's some new teams involved. You know, Missouri is pushing towards the top twenty-five. Missouri and Kansas both three and zero, and Colorado three and zero as well. There's some uh, there's some teams to keep an eye on for sure.
0: Yeah, things are exciting in the Pac-12. Unfortunately, it's uh, not going to be a league. Yeah, it's swan song. Yeah, a great swan song. Maybe the best they've ever had. And uh, this is a great way to go out. But you mentioned it right there. I mean, even Georgia, Carson Beck isn't looking great. They struggled a little bit for a while against South Carolina. So yeah, this is an exciting kind of parody college football season with Alabama down, with Georgia a little bit down, Tennessee losing to Florida. So There's a lot in there that uh, teams can come up and bite teams that you don't expect. You don't normally hear uh, like a USF versus Alabama. Jeez.
1: This has been the Starcade stories podcast. I'm Clint. That's Noah. Starcademedia.com. That's our website. That's where everything is archived. All of our articles, our breaking news, our podcasts, our live shows, you can catch it all there. Please subscribe on YouTube. That's the best way to really uh, help us out. If you want to go subscribe to the YouTube channel, a lot of our interviews, uh, if you want to see the interview with Lori Ice Fetrick, you can do so on our YouTube channel. You can see her in all her glory and all her American Gladiators jacked up spirit. It's all there. We appreciate it as always, Noah. This is what it's all about. And uh, again, hello, Fresh. thanks for bringing you this episode this week. Starcade Stories continues to be innovators in this field because as our good friend Chuck Shoot once said, not every that he believes that uh, you should it should be just as hard to buy a podcast mic as it should be a gun in this country. And you know what? After listening to some shows out there, seeing what people are doing, we agree.
0: That's why we got our background checks and got these registered. So everything's good here at Starcade Stories. That's how you know you can trust us and trust the interviews and everything that comes here from us here at Starcade Stories.